This call is being recorded. All right. Welcome back to the Big House Banner, guys. Um, going to recap the Michigan-Minnesota game. Second home, uh, second away game of the season. First trophy of the season. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Just, um, just feeling good about another victory for the for the little brown jug, no less. Oh, hey, you, you checked me the last. I don't remember if it was last episode or a couple episodes ago. It is hardware that's supposed to be in Ann Arbor, and I, I appreciate you checking me on that, bud. That's where it belongs, and that's where it's going to stay. I'm surprised they even took it on the road, but they had to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll mail it to you if you need it, okay? Just, uh, yeah. we we don't like having to take it out of its case. It looks good here. Yeah, it sure does. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, I mean, uh, Michigan... Uh, had to prove something again. We did bring it up uh, last episode when we were talking about Nebraska versus Minnesota last week um, at the end. You know, Minnesota beat Nebraska 13-10 to 10 at home. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, I I expected us to do this. But, you know, watching the game, I wasn't, you know, it, I, it, was, a confident, it was a confident win, but I wasn't, like, being too hot-headed about it. But, you know, I, at the same time, we needed to make sure we did what we did. Yeah, no doubt. And it, it was, it. I mean, it started off almost as perfect as you could ask a game to start. It was second play from scrimmage. Pick Bro, six. I, I literally Pick blinked. I, I was watching it with my whole family. I literally blinked to go grab a beer, turn around seven or six zero. I'm like, what, what the yep. hell just happened? I yep. blinked. I blink. I that that's what got that whole game started off, to, you know, to a hype level for me. I was just like, I literally looked away for one second, and I already missed action. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we expect to do, especially on the road. You got to set set the tempo, set it early, and that's exactly what we did. And then pretty much road coasted coasted the rest of the game. Well, dude, it was kind of like what you were talking about with um, our coverage. You, you've been talking about this for at least two or three years. I know we've only been doing the show for a few weeks, but you've been talking to me about that forever. Um, how, you know, we used to just always run man against these weaker teams and then get burned by Ohio State, you know, the Georgias, the whoever, when it really mattered. And they even brought it up on the broadcast. They were like, oh, that's a zone. He didn't, He thought it was man, and the quarterback, as they're talking about yeah. the play. And that guy, he just – I think it was like a cover four, it looked like. And then the, the cornerbacks just kind of went out to the flats. But then that dude just came right in. So it wasn't really even his guy. You know, he was he, – the, the receiver was just kind of getting into his zone. But our – I yeah. don't know who got the interception right now. But he, Will Johnson got the first one. The first okay, Will one. Johnson, so he, he, just, he just migrated right into that passing lane because he recognized it really quick. You could see his head snap on the quarterback and then just start sprinting towards the sidelines. And yep. it was really nice to watch him. Just the, the whole the whole series of events to get that interception was really nice to see. Um, obviously on the replay because I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't blame I mean, you honestly, starting off a game that way, I was so pumped. It got me so juiced. I mean, especially on the road, like that's exactly what you yeah. need to do. Your defense needs to make a big stop, and we didn't even make a big stop. We made the biggest of stops, a pick six. 
Yeah, so, our, our offense hadn't even been on the field till like 12 minutes in exactly. or 12 minutes left. And Give uh, them the ball first and score the first points. I mean. That's, you can't ask for anything else. No, 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 no. Yeah, and, and pick uh, no, I mean, it, it was just the best way to shut up a crowd, um, establish that we're, hey, we're still on the road, but it, it's business as usual. And actually unusual yeah. because, like I said, most points in the, the season against the team right now, 52. Well, what I was going to say, too, is also not only the most points in the season, but Minnesota scored the most points against Michigan defense all season. But at the same That's time, our defense still scored more points than Minnesota's offense did. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we got two pick sixes in this game. Yeah. Um, I, I, both I off, both off his own coverages. Exactly, yeah. And and just being in the right place at the right time, quarterback not not seeing it early enough, I guess, making a bad decision. And we had a guy right there, perfect position. Obviously, you got to make a good read, but, I mean, perfect positioning on both those interceptions. And that's actually kind of something that I want to bring up about is that when they said the quarterback misread the man, like for that first pick six, that is interesting to me because of how you've been talking about us trying to make that transition for the last five years into more of a, a balanced man versus coverage, our defense, like what what kind of coverages we're throwing at them. Yep. At this point, I'm even thinking that Minter is trying to, uh, you know, disguise them in such a way that the quarterback is just so confused. Like, obviously, all defenses, they don't want to give away too easily that we're in a man or a zone or whatever to try to keep the quarterback guessing. But in general, you know, it's it's not the biggest kind of secret to give up if, you, if you're a defense. Now, a blitz or, you know, something else like that may be a little bit more grave. But at this point, it was just really nice to see that we were able to confuse. It's Minnesota's quarterback, but, you know, it is what it is but we're able to confuse quarterbacks about what coverage we're even in. Cause usually if you got someone following a guy in motion or you see certain, there's, there's certain like telltale signs. Right. And for the quarterback to really just misread that. Cause that's the only reason why he would have thrown that pass is he thought um, Johnson was going down the field toward that other receiver streaking. So we, yeah. al- we almost kind of hid the, the coverage nice, which I, I didn't even think about. You know, I'm not a defensive guy, like especially not a coach of it. So it's it was nice to see that we're actually doing that a little bit to the opposing offense as well. Well, and I think too, just Minnesota's trying to come out hot. They're trying they're trying to do the same thing we're trying to do to them. Obviously, they're trying to rattle us a little bit on the road, and so they're trying to make a big play, you know, on the first drive, and it goes goes haywire in the best way for Michigan in that, you know, they're trying they're trying to move the ball down the field quickly to get in our heads, show them show us that we can't just dictate the entire game and we just immediately stopped it, immediately put points on the board, immediately got in their heads and, and pretty much for the rest of the game they didn't know what to do. They were playing they were playing catch up the entire time. So yeah, if definitely. if you're down literally eight seconds into the game, you're playing catch up and, and that's exactly what we did. Well, it's also just to talk about a little bit more. I feel like everybody kind of overlooks this too. Like the whole um, attitude on the sidelines matters. Like people want to just make it seem like it's a it's a cog in the system that doesn't have any kind of emotion or kind of like feelings swaying throughout the game. I mean, the best ones can put their emotions aside, but let's say, let's just be real. None of these kids are on Minnesota are going to the league. 
So they're not they're not true professionals like that. You know, doing something like that to a team, it's hard to rally the troops after that, though, in general. You know what I'm saying? So it was really mm-hmm. nice to see that we can just, especially against the teams that we should be doing it to, we're shutting them down. We're shutting them down quick. Um, yeah. Because that's all – I mean, because we brought it up every single episode pretty much. You know, these teams that we're playing right now, it's not – we're not trying to be like, oh, we're the best because we beat these teams. It's the be- we're, we're the best because of how we're beating these teams right now. Um, it's not these, and like – that's what I've been preaching. That's what I've been preaching about our offense. Our, our offense, maybe not huge plays, you know, every single drive, scoring on every single drive, you know, in two, three minutes. But we we efficiently drive the ball down the field, series in, series out, and that's all we do. And they usually end up in a touchdown. So yeah. every, every time we get the ball, we're taking we're taking five, six, seven plus minutes off the clock, and we're putting points on the board. And we know we've got a rock solid defense. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to have to start pressing, and that's exactly what Minnesota had to do. And unfortunately, at the end of the second quarter, going into halftime, they did have a big play against us. Um, that I don't even know how long of a reception it was, but a big touchdown, big touchdown yeah. pass, which honestly, which honestly I didn't even think was the worst thing in the world because I thought it was pretty decent coverage out there. We had, I think it was Mikey Sanders still in coverage. I wouldn't even necessarily say he got, he got beat. He had pretty solid coverage. He was right on the guy and it was just, it was, it was a pretty good throw and the receiver made a great catch. But I mean, other than that defense, pretty much perfect. We let up what a 54-yard field goal. Tell me you're not gonna you're not gonna be okay with giving the giving the offense 54-yard field goal attempts every single drive. They're not yeah, gonna make yeah, that. Right. Yeah, go ahead and make that 54. I mean, like it's not the yeah. NFL, and even in in the NFL, it's a 50-plus field goal is not necessarily just money. You know, you're not no. necessarily cashing in on those every single time. But I got to you know, believe in college the the percentages are less than 40, probably even less than 30 maybe even 25%, you know, that that is not a high percentage play. And if we're going to give that up, mm-hmm. that's fine in my book. Well, that's exactly what I think both offensive and defensive coordinators are thinking about right now, because Jimmy's got his full program in there and he can fully have the faith to be um, this way about it. And so kind of um, you're going to follow this pattern. And I think they're on the same page anyway, but it's about, it's just like in basketball where you give people the low percentage shot. You force them to the corner. You make them try to hit the fadeaway three-point with no backboard. Good luck. You make that shot, great. Love it. Good job. Damn, you're bringing back basketball. The... I'm bringing in basketball. I play basketball. It's, it's fine. I hate but it the when the is... announcers bring up different sports. I absolutely hate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's just like basketball when this happens. Shut up. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to show you that it's universally across all sports. This is what you should be doing to win championships. You're, is that you're supposed to give. You're no, no, no. You're supposed to give. You're supposed to give the other team low percentage opportunities to score. Yep. That's that, and that's what I was agreeing with yep. with what you were saying is that we've yep. been giving them the low percentage score, and that's what I was like kind of fighting you on yep. in the beginning with, with those uh, passes out to the flats. But yep. like I came around to is that I'm seeing that this is part of the plan. Is that yeah, we're going to use the sideline as a second defender. You're not breaking a 20 yard run after that catch. Now, if we let something up the middle. Or what happened to us against Minnesota, he just got, you know, like you said, it was good coverage. There was no flag. It's fine. But 
he made a good throw, and it was lucky. You know, honestly, it was lucky. It's probably the best throw that that dude's had his whole career. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're giving them low percentage yeah. on the defense. And then on the offense, we're doing high percentage things. We're, we're, we've literally, yeah. we have a lot of passing yards, but it's not because we try to pass a lot. Like, we have really good receptions downfield. And they don't have to be very long. We have plenty of 10, anywhere from 5 to 15 yard uh, passes, but then we have great receivers to get us yards after catch. And then that's something else that I'd even bring up with our running game, though. Dude, Mulling, he easily got us in the three first downs uh, today. I know two of them, at least, were on third down, third and like four or five, and then third and like one. But he always gets in a couple yards after anyway. And it's like, we're going to hit you with Corum because he can get, he's liable to bust an eight to 20 yard run. And then we're going to hit you with um, an Edwards pass. And then we're going to bring Mullings in and he's going to get us that first down. It's like, we really don't even have to pass at this point. And that's great because those are low percentage in terms of errors happening. Usually like no fumbles, the fumble percentage probability to intercept interception percentage probability it's definitely in the favor of running the ball. You're not going to fumble it as much as you intercept it usually. You know what I'm saying? Well, so like a few things, a few things to touch on what you just said there, Khalil Mullings. Yeah, love him as the bruiser. Absolutely love the kid. Ooh, the um, bruiser. I like that. Yeah, but I was I was a little surprised. It was I think it was on our first offensive drive where it was either third and two, third and one, and they tried to run it with him and he didn't get it, mm-hmm. and we went for it on fourth down. And again, everybody thought it was going right back to him, but no play action, and yeah. threw it to Khalil Mullins, and he was wide open. I mean, kid got, got hands too. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I don't. I don't know if we've seen him catch the ball this season before that. I'm not sure. It might have been his first reception, but looking like he was a natural at it, he looked good back there. Right, and dude, then, he looked comfy. Kick that. Another thing I wanted to touch on with the defense too. Saw this stat. Michigan has not allowed a snap inside their own 10-yard line this season, which <laughs> is pretty amazing in my book. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that, that's, that's a trophy for Minter right there. He got the little brown jug and a little thank you. And actually, I was about to bring up another opposite side on the offense. We didn't have a punt versus Nebraska or Minnesota, and we went into Nebraska with nine punts all season. So after six games, we punted the ball nine times. Wow, that's a big stat right there. That's huge. Because you were talking about how we usually it usually ends up in a score. And even though we're not running up the score like you said that we weren't, which I, I appreciate that we're not, like you were saying, way back, yeah. like first or second week, we're, we're bleeding the clock, though. That's the only way we can score 45 points against Nebraska, 52 against Minnesota, and not punt either of those games. We're bleeding the heck out of this clock, and no one can do anything to stop it right now. And, I, and you know, you've been talking, you've been preaching this the whole season, every single season we talk. Which it, also, it's all about timing. that also, that plays into the defense's hand too. Because exactly, yeah. even though we're not putting up, you know, 60, 70, 80 points a game, we don't need to. But also when you're doing that, you're scoring pretty quickly. So your defense is yep. on the field a lot. And yep. yeah, we have a defense that could play all game, but they don't need to. And we don't need to wear them down. We don't need to risk anything. Exactly. We play risk. We play two-way football. We play offense and we play defense, and both of them are rock solid. And and, and they really do. They complement each other all game long. All game long. Mm-hmm. You, I mean – It's a great, it's a great I, energy. 
that that is the game plan. It has to be the game plan, and they're executing it on the highest of levels right now. Hell yeah, they really are, dude. Like, cause and that's why I just wanted to bring it to that idea of them trying to limit um, high opportunities on the defensive side and maximize the high opportunities, uh, percentage opportunities to gain yards on the offensive side, because it seems like they have the exact opposite. Um, uh, game plan because they're on opposite sides of the ball, but overall they're doing the same thing. They're they're we're we're capitalizing on all these things that we need to have work so that when we play Ohio State, when we play Penn State away, whiteout, we need to be able to say, okay, they're probably going to shut down one of the two parts of our defense of our offense a lot. Yep. You know, yep. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna shut down our run or they're gonna shut down our pass. But if we have a balanced offense like we've had all season like this, it doesn't fucking matter. When we have a threat like J.J. McCarthy who can throw the ball across his body down the field to Roman Wilson in the back of the end zone. We have three running backs that can punch it up the gut. And honestly, like, who, if, if we have an arm like J.J., we have a core that we have at the rushers as our running backs. I – this is what we need to see more of, and this is exactly what we need to do this whole season. Yeah. I mean, if if we can just run it up the middle all game long, and then if it's not there, bounce it to the outside, and then knowing that J.J. is a lethal runner to the outside as well, the Chief, defense, yeah, they, they don't know what's coming. They don't know what's coming. I mean, I can't understate, like, the first touchdown that he had, he led with his head again. Remember that first? Yeah. Talking yeah. about like led with his head. I mean, this is a thing though. I think he understands that uh, Harbaugh does not want him doing it when it's not worth it. But guess when he did it? Today he did it not for a first down, not for an extra three yards when he already had the first down. He did it for a freaking touchdown. And he he, he didn't truck stick the dude, but he had to lower his shoulder to get in the end zone that first time. Yeah, he did. And he stiff-armed. Dude, did you see that quick little one-two he gave the uh, – whoever was approaching him toward the sideline, he, like, did a on quick – On his second touchdown? What? On his second touchdown? Yeah, on his second touchdown. Yeah, when he stiff-armed him right in the helmet. Oh, yeah, put him to the ground. Yeah. But he – but it was, like, right before the stiff-arm, he gave, like, a quick – like, it looked like a running back stutter step, bro. Yeah. JJ's quick. He's got quick. He's got moves. He knows what he wants to do. I mean, dude, they were talking about this. I had no idea. He he was a hockey player, so like the kid likes contact. Yeah, I was gonna mention that too. Exactly. He's not afraid of it. He he actually he likes it. You can tell that he he you can tell he's not afraid of it, and you can tell he holds up only probably because he was told, dude, you're the quarterback. You're not a running back. You don't need to be taking hits. And it's like yeah. he, he – because there was another rushing play, too, um, earlier in the game. And it's like he he wanted to get – he was scrambling. It, it wasn't a rush. He was scrambling to the outside after a blitz from the weak side. And okay. he he was headed out of bounds while well, he he was headed towards the sidelines. And he didn't step out of bounds because he was trying to get the first down on his third down. Yeah. And he had some contact there. And he almost stayed in bounds. But it was like he he kind of gave up, and the defender knew that he gave up. But it's like, man, he he was caught in between two minds. Do I just truck this guy, or do I let him carry me out of bounds? And exactly, he's not afraid of the contact, and he actually he he likes it. He likes getting in, into it. He just doesn't want to get in trouble. 
doesn't want to get blamed just, for it. And, and, that's, and that's just the mindset that we were talking about with the balance between the offense and the defensive coordinator, not even just the, the team themselves, the coordination between the coaching staff and the, the clarity of the messaging from the CEO, the president, fucking Jim Harbaugh, all the way down to the la- to, to freaking Tuttle. I, I got to tell you, I told you not to touch the touch. I think it's more like you can't touch the touch. Cause that dude, he, he's down to get it. He's, he's down to run too, bro. Like it, it's, it's top down. There is a clear message of what the team needs to do to win a national championship. You can tell that it's all they're talking about in the locker room right now is how do we keep going through this season to make sure that we're healthy enough, A, to win this championship, but B, yeah. put ourselves in, in the right position to do it because, like what happened with us last year. That's why I said, A, keep us healthy. Because Corum was out, bro. And that limits our, our two-dimensional offense. And honestly, you could even say three, because J.J. is a freaking run threat, too. But, I, oh, yeah. like, that, that, that hurts so bad. Everybody's like, what happened against TCU? What, happened? what the fuck do you think happened against TCU? Corum didn't have him. <laughs> like, I mean... He was our best running back last year. He is our best running back this year. It's it's like yeah. Jim is from top down all the way across defense and offensive teams looking at longevity right now. He's And that's yeah. why I loved your point, and I'll keep bringing it up about, you know, I was looking at other scores around the league in the first few weeks, and I really haven't anymore because I don't really care how much we run up these scores anymore because – what happens when you run up the scores, someone's going to get hurt, bro. Like, if you keep on doing crazy plays or, like, really stretching that play and, like, you just – your whole goal going into that game from the coach down to the team is that we're going to kill them and you're going to keep fighting until the whistle stops and we're going to keep on – well, always that. But, like, try to stretch the play more than it needs to be stretched. That's where you get injured every single time. That's, that's always yeah. what happens. Best players get injured when they try to stretch it just a little bit too much. They expose themselves in a way that they're not used to exposing themselves, and then they get hit. And then they tear an MCL, tear an ACL, tear an Achilles, screw their knee up, you know, get a concussion. That's something that happens all the time. And I love the the, the discipline on this team right now. It's, it's, it's well, and I wouldn't, it's I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's never going to happen, but definitely in the first half of the schedule, first two thirds of the schedule, we don't need it. And I will check myself a little bit because I've been under the assumption all season long that we don't play Maryland. And I've been, you know, kind of, kind of weary about playing Maryland because we played some close games against them, against them for God knows what reason. I don't know, but we do play Maryland. We play Penn State, then Maryland, then Ohio State. So our last three games, I was just thinking it was Penn State and Ohio State were our only two games this season. But it's actually our last three games of the season where we're going to have some tough battles. And so, yeah, I feel like for those three games, maybe not laying it all out on the line, but there's going to be a few more risks taken, and that's going to be okay because we're probably going to need some – we're going to need some – a little not more effort, but – but going going for it all a little bit more, you know what I mean? We're we're gonna need that eventually. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's 
kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm just saying like the limitation really our last five of risk. Games of the season. Really our last five games of the season because we know we play Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, and then we got two playoff games to win. So we got five games at the end of the season that are going to be big, going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's it's all, I mean, not to get too scientific about it, but it's like data data analytics is like going through this team right now. Like, all right, what do we really need to do to make sure that we're solidly in, yeah, I mean, like who's really to say that Georgia will ever get unranked number one if they don't lose? Like they're not. It's the SEC. They're not going to vote for the Big Ten over the SEC. They've been winning the championship too many times. It's not going to happen. Um, well, that's but, exactly it. Even, even not even SEC. I mean, I can't argue with that. They're back-to-back champs. You can't, you can't not have them number one. Right. No, and I'm not even upset about it. Someone was yeah. telling me this week that, like, hey, you think Michigan's going to be outranked Georgia? I just laughed at them. I was like, dude, what? Why? Give no. me like one good reason why. Like the yeah. only thing that we have going for us probably is like a point differential because Georgia has given up a lot of points against certain teams this year. Like I know that they gave up like 21 points against some bullshit team like a couple weeks ago. Um, Our defense has been there week in and week out. Again, giving up 10 yeah. points is the most, only double digits anybody scored on us all season. Only time anybody scored more than twice. Actually, maybe somebody got two field goals on us. But, but again, you know, seven points or less – all season long, going into this game, we averaging six points given up, and then we give up ten. Plus, our defense outscored them, so it's really that's just a wash. That's a wash. And and I was just gonna bring up like, I think our defense almost scored more touchdowns, if not the same amount of touchdowns, as any team has scored uh, against us combined all year in that game. I think I think that's right. I think we've given up four touchdowns, and our defense has scored three. So okay. yeah. I'll take it. No, no punts. No punts. The last two games. I'll take. That's it. huge. Like, yeah, that's huge. Do we even have a punter? Who is he? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think he's a kid from Orchard Lake St. Mary's. To be honest, oh, I think I he it was is. The though. Australian guy is he gone? Um. Yeah. He's he. I don't think he was Australian. The dude with the mustache. I don't know. Nah, I probably watched a different game. I don't remember. Yeah, you were probably watching something else. But the dude with the mustache, I can't believe I don't remember his name right now. But that dude was great. I love that guy. Best mustache <laughs> in the business. But he's gone now. He's gone now. And, um, yeah, yeah, our punter has not been getting many reps this season. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm looking at George's uh, scores right now. And, yeah, they gave 21 against University of Alabama, Birmingham. That was the one that was joking about a couple of weeks ago. Give me and a then, break. Right. And then uh Georgia South Carolina was twenty four to fourteen. It was a ten point game at Georgia. Like you know Yeah, we it, haven't it had any squeakers like, this season. They and then they beat Auburn twenty seven to twenty, but I'll give it to them. That's like a Michigan Michigan State game. You know, it's like a True. Auburn sometimes good, so it's technically a True. little bit of a rivalry. Someone was trying to tell me that the Georgia Auburn rivalry was bigger than the Ohio State uh, Michigan rivalry, and I was like, "What are what planet are you from right now?" There's nothing bigger than that. First off, secondly, no. I think you're thinking about Alabama, and they're like, "Oh yeah, 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 I forgot it's uh, it's Alabama Auburn." I'm like, "Dude, all right, I can't talk to you anymore about college football." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, you thought Georgia was Alabama? You thought Georgia or you thought Auburn was in Georgia? Like, what? 
Well, where is Auburn? I thought Auburn it's was in Alabama. It's in Alabama. All right, check me on that. I'm going to have to look that up right quick. Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. Auburn, Alabama. I thought it was in Georgia. I was about to say, dude, I think you're wrong on that. I think it is Auburn, Georgia, but oh, no, dude. you're right. Oh, yeah, you're like, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, no, that's why that uh, that's why that loss against um, Auburn with Alabama, Alabama lost to Auburn when Ohio State beat Michigan to go. They they thought they were all going to the, like national championship, and then Auburn returned that like in-state rivalry game kick to the win. Kick kick. Oh, dude, that was, was with, insane. Like, that was nuts. I was, I was in Ann Arbor going to school that at that time, and we, you know, we had just got done watching our ass get kicked. And the, we, my my one of my buddies' twin brother, he went to Michigan. His twin went to Ohio State, and what? him and his, tw- yeah, yeah, him and his twin friends were fucking going nuts because they were, they were already celebrating when they were about to kick the field goal. It's like we're going to the Nationals. We're going to... They couldn't even get a good fucking chant off because they're Ohio State fans. And, like, I I watched one of the most beautiful things of all time that whole time I was at college. Because, again, they're for the five collective worst years of their football history. So, just seeing the joy of an Ohio State fan vanish and then also realize that they're not going to any good bowl, pretty much. Like, Oh, it was it was it was so good because if Alabama would have won, they would have went to the national championship. Yep. Oh. And speaking of the joy, speaking of the joy of Ohio State season getting ruined, mm-hmm. we're still on a revenge tour from last year. Obviously, yeah. we have back-to-back wins over Ohio State, but that was that was what I was most happy about. Even even more so than beating Ohio State in the horseshoe was ruining Ohio State's season in one game, <laughs> ruining the entire thing. And then they got a fucking gift from the gods of still making the college football playoff. And I was so I pissed about that. I can't even believe they got that after we blew them out. And they still not- made it. Get out of here. I was so pissed about that. So, again, we're coming into Ohio State at the end of the season. They're coming to Ann Arbor, and we are going to blow them out because I got to believe everybody's pissed that they made the playoff last year after we demolished them. Dude, that – and I I love that. I love that take right there because I didn't really even think about, like, the fact that they're probably talking about that in the locker room. They disrespect you so much that they're still going to let Ohio State get into the freaking playoffs as we beat them down in the regular season. This is what they do. They didn't respect the win. They didn't respect the beatdown that Michigan gave them. And look where Ohio State is right now, number three. Motherfuckers, dude. I – dude – Well, they're setting up a 2v3 battle at the end of the season, which is going to be great because that's what it – wasn't that 2016 era when it was 2v3? And I think it was the other way around. I think it was Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, and we went into, like, overtime, and then they had, you know, the fourth down play where they came up short, and then the refs gave it to them, and they ended up beating us. Bringing back bad memories here. I gotta tell you, I, I gotta believe uh, Harbaugh is telling them about the three peat. What happened last time we three peated against Ohio State too? 
Does it rhyme with natty? <laughs> yeah, ship. Yeah. We went on a yeah, full we got, liner cruise that year, 97. We got we got some good omens coming. Well, if we're talking ship season here, um, there's another stat that um, I believe Michigan is the only team, the second team in the AP poll era to score 30 or more points and allow 10 or fewer points in the first six games of the season. The only yeah, other team that. to do it, Nebraska, 1971, Natty. Yeah. So, Natty. Dude. Not I'm, trying to jinx it. Knocking no. on wood over here, but I, we've got a complete team, and complete teams win championships. Yeah, and and that's, you know, I, we're not really talking about the, the game that much right now because of the fact that, like, it's just, now a culture like that's what i'm seeing more than anything is that we're developing a winning culture in a different even in a different way this year though it's been a winning culture especially last season but this season because i'm looking that's why i'm looking at georgia scores georgia scores look like what we were doing one year two years ago you know we were winning but was it really comfortable you know was it was were we winning comfortably every single game like right now It still might be a fight in the first half, but we've already addressed it. This is not even a thing. This is exact. This is this is data to analyze during halftime, and then we'll come back out and we're just going to beat you thirty zero in the half. You know. Well, and again, um, that's exactly what's been happening. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say we were playing lights out in the first half against Minnesota. We really weren't. We had we had a pick six, which which lit everything up. But our first drive, you know, like I mentioned before, we had to go for it on fourth down, which is a big fourth down play. But we ended up yeah. kicking a field goal. So it's not yeah. like we were imposing our will, but that's exactly what we did in the second half. And that's all we needed yeah. to do. And we ended up putting 52 points on the board. Right. So. Biggest win. And it almost felt like it happened accidentally. Just because, like, it, oh, yeah, we kinda. scored again. Oh, we scored again. Oh, we scored again. And, and the weird Another part was. Six. Oops, we got six more points. Wow. That just happened. Like, and then. McCarthy running two into the end zone, like no one expected him to run one, let alone two. I mean, I know the kid can run, but like actually the second dude, the second running touchdown that he had, it faked me out. Like it, it his fakes are good, bro. Like yeah. he hides that yeah. ball. It's, well, he's faked out the cameraman at least three or four times this season. Yeah. Yeah. And like he waits a long time to really release that ball to the running back. Like, it's it's the running back's like pretty far in front of him whether he's gonna release or keep the ball, and that I, that takes a lot of practicing between the quarterback and the running back to know, hey, am I clamping down on this or are you taking it? You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. that's how yep. that that is how fumbles happen. That's how fumbles happen on the on the option all the time. That if you don't have a good understanding between you and your running backs when you're doing those fakes especially for how long he keeps it in their gut. And then he still pulls it like he did on that second touchdown. Like, dude, that's hard to read, man. That's – dude, that's that's hard. Well, that, that is, that's we'll, that's we'll what every quarterback fumbles. tries to do. Talking about fumbles, I mean, how many turnovers have we given up all season? I I know J.J. threw three picks yeah. one game, and, and that was it. Have we had any more turnovers besides that? 
I don't think so. I haven't seen a fumble. I I don't know. I mean, may, maybe one, maybe. So we've got a maximum four turnovers all season, adding on to the fact that we don't even get any penalties. So we are yeah. not only our offense and defense just solid and doing exactly what they came into the game to do, but we're we're so disciplined. And that's again, that's exactly what a championship team is built off of is discipline and doing the fundamentals and doing them game in and game out. We're not giving up penalties. We're not giving up turnovers. We're causing turnovers and we're playing lockdown defense and our offense just marches down the field game in and game out. Like I, we, we, we tried not to be Debbie downers, but we try to point out some, some flaws in the system when they're there, things that we need to improve on. But, like man, against Minnesota, it was it was pretty solid. Again, we we had, I mean, Cornelius Johnson had a drop. I think Donovan Edwards had a drop. But like other than that, what what went wrong? Not a whole lot. Yeah, and honestly, Cornelius Cornelius Johnson had the drop, but then he had like two great receptions, like almost right after that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had yeah a, a 48, 49 yard or something like that. You know, I mean, huge, huge play. And I've been, I've been big. I like Cornelius Johnson. I like him a lot. He's a big body yeah. and he's fast. Yep. Um, every once in a while, he does drop the ball though, which is unfortunate. But still, I mean, Roman Wilson is obviously our number one. He's our number right. one target. He's the fastest guy on the squad. But Cornelius Johnson easily could be a number one receiver easily. That's what, I was, that's what we were saying last episode, is that, like, that's yeah. our check-down guy. Like, yeah. the fact that that's our check-down guy is hilarious to me. And then you yeah. got Loveland, who's also got mad hands, and he's just that uh, sneaky guy usually just underneath uh, the uh, the linebacker um, on the other team. He's just I think he's got to be – he's got to be the second-best tight end in the league, and he's only behind Brock Bowers, who, again – back-to-back national champions of Georgia, that dude's yeah, good, crazy. and he's one of the main reasons Georgia is good. But we've got our own. We've got our own. Right. No, well, the, and that's, Loveland, he is, he's a fantastic tight end. Yeah. He's no, great. Loveland's a, yeah, Loveland's and great. I that. love his hands. I love that he can keep on moving after he catches the ball, too. He's not just a yeah. big tank that can't move. Um, yeah. He's, well, uh, they're talking about depth, though. Talking about depth switching the topic a little bit. I forget exactly how many they said they said on the broadcast, but I think we brought 72, 74 kids um to Minnesota and mm-hmm. every single one played except for one. Every single what? kid on the squad got PT in that last game. Do you know who the only player that didn't get any snaps was? No, who? It was it was our – I don't even know his name, unfortunately. And it's kind of sad because they showed him on TV too. Like, really, you're going to call him out? It was our backup long snapper. <laughs> <laughs> the only guy that didn't get no any punts, run. No punts, And exactly, you already said it. No punts. Like, he didn't even have a chance to get in. There was – they couldn't even put him in if they wanted to. We would we would have done it, dude. You know we would have done yeah. it. Our defense. Every our single player that dressed got to play that game, which is oh my huge. god, huge. 
that's wild, actually. I, I mean, I would yeah. like to know how many times that's ever happened. I don't know. It's got to be pretty, pretty slim, few and far between. And I again, mean, our second pick six, our second pick six, who the heck got our second pick six? I don't even know the kid's name. Keon Sab. Never heard of the guy. Pick six. <laughs> and then, Good for uh, him. Good for last, him. Our last rushing touchdown was a grad student. Yeah. I mean, everybody, uh, we've got, we've got some dogs on the team. Everybody can play. Everybody can play, and everybody's ready to play. Top down. And that's the beauty beauty of the team. That's so good, because that's exactly what we've been talking about the whole time. From the top to the bottom of this team, they are ready to win a freaking natty. They're ready to set sail on a ship. Yep. Yep. And, like, oh, dude, yeah, and – I mean, there's really not too much to talk about with this game in terms of Minnesota. I, I, I don't – they didn't really do much yet. Like you said, they had a few, um, like, big breaks. They had a few big, um, you know, uh, runs, a few big receptions. But besides that, it was not anything too impressive. They did. That's exactly right. They had a few big runs, and they had one big pass that led to a touchdown, their only touchdown. And that was it. That was it. Like, and and that's, that goes back to just saying, okay, you know what, we'll give had, you one something play 160 drive. yards of offense. You know, I mean, again, you can't lose when you give up 160 yards of offense unless your offense is just anemic, which ours is not. Okay. Ours is so dynamic. We're not – there's no way that our offense isn't going to find something to do all game long. There's no yeah. way that that's going to happen. And, and they had 100 yards rushing and 50 yards passing. I think it, I'm looking at it right now. 117, 117 rushing and 52 passing. Like, yeah. Tell me, tell me you're not going to win, putting up those kind of defensive numbers. And I got to tell you, it's just looking like the control that this team has right now over these teams that we should control is like that's all you can ask for. That's it. That's all you can do. Can't can't play a better yeah. team. It can't be ranked higher. You can only go on the road so many times to prove a point, you know, because next yeah. week we're going into Indiana at home, right? So, yeah. I mean, I don't even really want to look at Indiana's schedule or uh, record right now, but I guarantee you it's not good. And uh, Well, they let their best player go. They let him go. Michael Penix Jr. Oh, what happened? Are you a junior? Actually, I don't know if he's a junior or not, but Michael Penix. Yeah, he was he was an Indiana quarterback, and now he's lighting it up in Washington for the past two seasons. So, oh, my I mean, God. Got, yeah, yeah. No he's belief actually in, he's really good. <laughs> no belief but in the system. Indiana couldn't hold him. No belief in the system, baby. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, with that, um, I mean, I just – I got to say one more thing. Like, I hate that Ohio State – is number three right now. Like, they they came out of the freaking gate at, like, what, like, five or seven? There's, like... No, I want to say they came out at number three, and then the first two or three weeks, they dropped in the poll both weeks. Oh, they dropped okay. at least two times in a row. Even though they had wins, they dropped. And then ever since then, they've gone up. They've either stayed okay. the same or gone up. They've gone up one or two. Yeah. And that is, so they, that's a weird thing. That's the weird thing about this year is that we don't have as many Big Ten teams in the top 25 
right now. We have three in the top ten. Exactly. But, and then nobody which is else. Good. Nobody yeah, else. There's nobody else. Because the whole deal with Big Ten and the West Coast coming in, you got USC. I don't even know if Washington's going to be in there, but they're always ranked for some reason. They don't do shit. I, I know you said he's good. He's a good player, but whatever, man. Like, they usually don't do anything. And, like, USC's coming in. I haven't been following Washington football too closely, but, you know, there's rumbling. Some people like Washington as if, they, if you know, Georgia wasn't the legacy number one. There's there's a couple people out there that might put Washington number one. I don't necessarily number agree with one. it, but I've heard it. I've heard it. I've you heard, heard it. that. I've heard that spoken on the television. Oh yeah. my god! No yeah. way. Yeah. But Dude. exactly what you're saying, though. We got USC, Washington, and Oregon coming to the Big Ten, and um, I don't know what they are. And this week, going into the next week. Um, Washington 7, Oregon 8, USC 10. And I believe yeah. last week it was um, 7, 8, 9 is what they were. So, okay. yeah. Add it, and and I forget who we play, but I, I'm pretty sure we play Oregon. Shit, I forget who we play. But we play at least two out of three of those teams, if not all three of them next season. So next season, Michigan's schedule is going to be loaded okay absolutely loaded next season got you well dude eight and seven oregon eight washington seven playing this week um oh are they really yeah oh that's gonna be a good game yep 330 um in washington so and they're both yeah that's that's gonna be one hell of a game (laughs) yeah i'm gonna be watching that for sure yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna decide, and that's great because uh, Michigan's at twelve, so it's the next game. Finally, a standard noon game, right where I like right. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just because we got the lights doesn't mean we like to use them all the time. I know. Well, actually, did you see the light show? Because the the light show is new this season. Yeah. And I I, I thought it, I'm not again I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of the night games, but playing one a season, I'm yeah. okay with it. I like I'm the okay one with a season. It. Yeah. I like that it's I don't special. like the multiple. Yeah. I like but... I like a standard noon Eastern time start. Boom. Yeah. That's when Michigan plays. You know, they probably introduced those lights knowing that they're going to have all these West Coast teams coming in eventually anyway so that they could play a 430 game at uh, – West Coast time. Fucking bullshit. I mean, yeah. it does make sense, though, because, like, uh, the second most, at least when I graduated, the second most populated city in the United States of U of M grads is San Francisco. So, like, a ton of them are in the West Coast time. So, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't, I mean, you, you, you know how Michigan is with their booster club. I mean, they're posted on the freaking flag when uh, they come out of the tunnel. So they got some sway, let's just say it that way. Well, I know I already said I hate bringing up other sports when we're talking football, but I get up for the Premier League. I get up for the Premier League. I love watching it, and I like the Premier League when it's on 9 o'clock. That's a good time to watch a soccer game. Yeah, It's a great time to watch Manchester United. 9 o'clock, then you got the rest of the day. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, those 4 a.m. start times were a little rough. <laughs> but um, there was one more thing I wanted to say. Because um, Michigan, so, all right, two picks, two quarterback rushes. Quorum got his touchdown, looking for a Heisman. And then um, – He's got the most rushing touchdowns in the league at 10. Nothing Yeah. Else. Nothing to brush I, off. I got to tell you, when I said that he could get 30 touchdowns this year, I realized how ridiculous that was when I saw the stat. Like, he had, like, 42 in his whole career at that point. That is the hottest of hot takes. <laughs> but I got to tell you, it's been six games. we got another six. He could, he could get 20. So, you know, he can get close. Um but, you know, speaking of close, it's about close to the time to wrap this baby up. Uh, you got anything else for us tonight? No, just looking forward to next week at, uh, against Indiana at home. Not expecting that one to be close, but it's a Big Ten game, so anything can happen. But, no, I'm feeling pretty confident going in. Yeah, I'm just looking for the same type of thing that we've been doing all season. Controlled wins. I don't care if it's a blow up by 60, 50, 40 points. I want to see a controlled win. I would like to see a shutout, to be honest. Like that's. I've been that's looking for one all season. Yeah. I think, you know, coming off of a short road trip, two games away, coming back home against a team that we all know isn't doing anything because they're two and three, which makes them a little bit, um, you know, scary. Cause they have nothing to lose, really. They already know their season's over. Um, I, I would like to see a shutout. I think Minter wants it. I think the whole team wants it. Um that that would be that'd be like a really good step forward against a team that we can't really expect much else from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. We better not um we better not get lazy cuz um right. <laughs> I just thought about it getting that sixth win. We are now bowl eligible. Doesn't mean we can take our foot off the gas though. Right. Right. We're still trying to unthrone Georgia somehow, but we'll see. Um Okay. We'll do that by executing the game plan. That's how we'll do it. End of the season. They're not moving from one. We'll say it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just keep on executing Jimmy's plan. Jimmy, General Jimmy. General Jimmy, dude. I'm going to start calling the him General. General's got his troops in line. He does, dude. Top to bottom. So, really glad to see what we did this week. Excited for next weekend. And, uh, well, we will catch you again next week on Big House Banter. And uh, guess what? Go blue. Go blue, baby.